You gotta help me. With what? With my baby girl. She's everything to me, bro. And every time I turn around, another guy's trying to get in her pants. You had a girlfriend, Eric. You and Heidi were together a long time. I need some advice before I lose her to another dude. You want my advice? You're better off, Scott. Let some other fool have his life ruined. What are you talking about, Eric? Do you know what love is, Scott? I'll tell you one thing. It's not the happy ending the Disney movies promised us. There's no happily ever after. There's just work and anger and pain and more work. And then every once in a while, a little bit of fun that makes you go, oh, this is nice. You know how with diabetes, you'll be hanging out, having fun, enjoying life, and then wham! I don't know where the diabetes shows up and ruins everything. That's girls, Scott. The diabetes times 10. You don't want any part of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where the facts are the facts and the opinions hurt people's feelings. Please remember to rate and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. I don't know what it is that you do on Spotify, but whatever it is, please go and do that. Once again, as if we never left, it's your illustrious hosts, Jay and Willie F. And the F stands for Feliz Navidad, since it's that time of year. What's up, boy? It is that time of year, man. Uh... I did realize that it's we usually kind of like start kind of closing it out, but I'm like, I don't know, man. I just keep it going. I just it doesn't even feel like Christmas time or whatever you want to call it. it. Doesn't feel like Kwanzaa time. It just you know, the weather doesn't add up over it in H Town. It's just just kind of gloomy. It kind of just feels regular. I mean, not even gloomy. The weather's actually it's pretty nice. You this type of weather right now is the type of weather you wish that you get. You know, in August. And, and, and you know, you know, August and uh, late July, but unfortunately, we get this type of weather in December. But that's neither here nor there. I kind of feel like when I look at these topics, it's going to be a continuation of the last episode. So I, I, I feel, that, I feel there was some, there was some issues that we needed to address that arose from the last episode, and I don't even feel like we need to address them. But I think they could they could they could use a deeper dive if that makes any sense. Oh yeah, yeah. Deeper dive, and uh, more than likely, the deeper dive will cause more. Um, I guess uh, frustration might might trigger some people even more. Who knows? But only, yeah, only, I, only I think if you're clarity, mind. clarity is cool. Only if you're close yeah, mind. Yeah, close. yeah, yeah. I, like I said, but I mean, shit. Wherever you want to start, man. I mean, uh, so what's been I, on your mind? I've, I, 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 I'm behind on a lot of content, so I was trying to catch up, and I'm still not caught up. Like I'm trying to catch up on movies, and like I didn't watch that though, that Netflix thing we were talking about. I started The Irishman. I the didn't mar- finish the marriage it. story. Yeah, I didn't yeah, watch that story. yet. Um, I started The Irishman. I didn't finish it, and then um, I was gonna watch Hustlers, but I couldn't find a good bootleg copy. So um, I was I was scrolling through Instagram as I do, and then you know I see I see again I see Lizzo, and oh yeah, let me start this by saying. I am not out to bash Lizzo. I enjoy her music. I enjoy her confidence. I have nothing against Lizzo. I wish wish her much success. I hope she becomes the female Jay-Z. Plain and simple. I have no hate Mm -hmm. towards her. But apparently, Mm -hmm. our conversation last week sparked a lot of thoughts of us fat shaming. And to me, yeah, more than just more than just one person, definitely more than just one person, quite a few. That, that's a lot of the feedback I got too. Is that we we fat shamed her and other people throughout the episode. And first of all, I'm not skinny enough to fat shame. First and foremost, 
Second of all, if Lizzo goes to her doctor or anybody else that that anybody else would consider quote unquote fat and their doctor says, hey, your heart's well, you know, you don't have any other kind of medical problems, then I don't care. Actually, I don't care if your doctor says you do have those things because your life doesn't affect me and my life doesn't affect you. So if you get out here and you calling me skinny, hey, I guess I'm just skinny. But to me, it seems like a lot of people, I'm not going to say a lot of people, because I, I had one or two people, maybe three, you know, say, oh, y'all were fat shaming. I don't know how, how your feedback was going. But to me, it's like, I'm just calling a spade a spade. This is what I see. These are my <laughs> observations. Jay Brooks isn't kicking facts. I'm kicking opinions. And this is just how I feel. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I don't really feel like there's more to, more to add to that because I feel like if I start going down more of a of a scientific, you know, uh, if I go if I go in a scientific direction, then you know you have your people that you know have philosophies. I mean, have degrees in pseudoscience that are going to come with their bullshit. Um, I, you said that's how you feel. Well, I'm just going to look at the facts. Um, I don't I don't believe that we have health classes in school for no reason. I don't believe that children in our country are being, I don't believe that human beings in our country are being pushed towards the vegan lifestyle and the vegetarian, vegetarian lifestyle in this country for no reason. I don't think that, um, that kids go to recess for no reason. I don't think that physical education is a required, um, field for no reason. Um, bottom line, health is a big deal. And when you if you if you want to divide if you want to separate health and body image from two different things, that's fine. I think my whole purpose of the conversation was to talk about health in general, because when it all comes down to it, you have different type of body types. Like I said, you have exomorph, you have ectomorph, you have endomorph. Those are different type of those are different type of body shapes. So there, you know, I never believed in somebody being big boned, but there are people that have uh, more mass to their structure based on genetics. And this is just proven through science. So when I hear people talk about fat shaming, I think that it's more, I don't think that it's really about people being mad that someone is shaming someone for being fat. Because like I said in the last episode, unless you're being intellectually dishonest, we can all agree that the ideal body type is somebody that has more of an athletic build, somebody that has more of a slim build. It's been like that since the beginning of time. Like literally, nobody, it wasn't until maybe the, the 40s and 50s that people start realizing like, hey, the people that are rich, the people that are living good, they're getting fat. They're eating good. They're living good. So they're getting big. So for a, lo for a long time in the Western world, being big boned and being big was actually a sign of wealth. They were calling it wealth to substitute it for actually being greed because that's what it was. That's all it really was. People got greedy. People pockets got fat. Therefore, they got fat. It's really that simple. So like I said on the last episode, it's quite clear that people do have medical issues. It's quite clear that some people have bigger body types, but you're lying to yourself if you can't admit that even some of the, more, the the bigger, more heavier set entertainers in our time have always wanted to get to a body size that made them a lot more comfortable. You think about the Jennifer Hudson's, think about the Adele's of the world. I mean, 
these people got small for a reason. I think a lot of the times they may have gotten small because of shaming, but a lot of them probably gotten small because, you know what, hey, I have money now. I have the time. I can actually work to, to make myself what they believe in their heads. It's a better version of themselves. Y'all got to stop lying out here. Like I said, I don't mind Lizzo. You know, I know it's a lot of guys out there that are chubby chasers. You know, do your thing. But the reality is, if three or four years from now, Lizzo decided to lose some weight, it's probably going to be partially due to the fact that, hey, she, she may want to, and it may have to do with a little shaming. And I do believe that a, a, cert, um, a small amount of shaming does go a long way, and it, it can be seen as positive. Because if you never had groups of people or people in your life that didn't shame you in some way, or you never felt ashamed about something, then what pushes you to be a better person? I like, I like how you said there, there are various different body types and which is true. And I was just, okay, I'm about six to two I pulled up, I pulled up Anthony Joshua as of his way in a couple of days ago, he was two fifty and he was six, six. The rock mm -hmm. is two sixty and he's six five. Dwayne Wade is six four and he's two twenty. So I would say with we're all within three to four inches in height, but the weight varies an upward of thirty pounds. Okay. And okay. then and then for somebody that that works out and that's athletic, you know, you're not going to see that thirty pounds. I probably could stand next to the Rock, and I'm and he's going to look bigger than me, muscular wise, but I'm just going to look bigger mass wise because fat takes up more space. Plain and simple. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So, so to sit, sit here and say, okay, you have to look a certain way to be healthy. We know that's not true. I know Andy Ruiz, he wishes he was a little bit more healthier. He probably wouldn't have took that L like he did. But to, to Woo! say, <laughs> Boy, that got his ass he got worked that did whole fight. Did he even come back the same person? He came back heavier. <sighs> I was, I was like, you should know, have, like I said, you should know he was coming for your head. You know why he came back heavier, right? Why come back every success? Got more money in his pocket. He was eating good. He's feeling good. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that might be my problem. That's how it worked. That's how it worked, man. I'm telling you, man. It, people, the thing, the thing about it is, the funny thing about it is, I, I don't hate, I don't hate anybody. The one thing I do hate is American culture, though. Like American culture and American lifestyle is very toxic. And if you can sit here and tell yourself that. The things that we do in this country on a day, to day the things that we have conformed to in this country on a day-to-day -day basis is good for you. You are a liar. A lot of people are fat or are overweight due to the fact that they have given in to the to the um to the pressures of thinking that eating out every day is cool. Like if eating out every day was just unobjectively cool, we would never argue about it. But everybody knows eating McDonald's, eating uh, KFC, even eating Chick-fil-A every day, it's not healthy for you. It's all, constantly doing those things have a negative impact on your health, and, and that's that's the American lifestyle, though. You know why? Because we're always on the go. We're always on the move. Man, I, I remember um, not too long ago, I posted a picture of what they said, you know, the, uh, the what the office worker in America will look like 10 years from now. Like it was a hunchback, it was a hunch, it was a picture of a hunchback white woman that was slightly overweight, because all she did for 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 eight to ten hours a day was sit at her computer, snack on snack on snacks, 
hunch over her fucking on her keyboard, and that's all she did for eight to ten hours. And then more than likely, when she went home, on her way home, if she didn't have kids, she probably grabbed some uh, fast food, went home, got a bottle of wine or some shit, got in her tub, who knows what else. But by the, by the time it was all said and done, she was laying in her fucking bed on her ass. That's the American lifestyle for the average person. If you don't feel if you don't feel that there's a problem with that, fine. But I know from a sane perspective that there's an issue with that. And we should all we should we should all want to shame that a little bit and want better for ourselves cuz like I told you before, Jay, you should strive to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. And, and, I, and if I, you feel like And well, I know personally that the more weight I gain around my midsection, the harder it is on my heart the harder it is on my blood pressure. I know this from having conversations with my doctor. So that's why Sorry. I try not to gain the weight around the midsection. That's why I do the cardio to limit the weight around the midsection. Because that's what my Sorry. doctor told me. Yo, You might go to the doctor. Your doctor might say, hey, well, you need to you need to eat more. <laughs> Damn, you really think that? No, man, I'm like four pounds overweight. All right, y'all. Thanks, y'all, for tuning in. <laughs> this, this nigga on some goddamn bullshit. I'm sick of him. On my life, I am. I think I might just caught the Ebola virus. I'm so sick of this guy. <laughs> hey, man, we, we just be open and honest here, man. I'm, like, I'm, I'm only six feet and I weigh 205. I really should be like around 198, 195. Like, let's be serious. I should be like Steph Curry. Put, put your honesty under the Charlie Brown Christmas tree because I ain't here. <laughs> See, hey, that's why, in all honesty, it, 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 it's, it, it is hard for me to talk about this subject because it, it almost seems like I come from a biased standpoint. But man, I just I look at I look at the health trend that started back in the seventies and eighties when people was like, that's when I think that's when like vegetarianism like kinda hit its peak and then you start seeing it in Hollywood. And then that's when, you know, these models start looking more cracked out, start becoming more anorexic. And like we all have come to the consensus that being an anorexic is not the way to go. But for modeling purposes, it was beneficial to them because a lot of designers, European designers that black people love so much, they're the ones that are ahead of the fashion culture. So when they designed their clothes, they were the ones, Europeans, these are Europeans now, they were the ones that set the standard and said, my clothes look best on slim people. Mm-hmm. So therefore, when it came to America, what did people do in order to look good in the in the latest fashion trends? They decided to lose weight. So my beef with people being intellectually dishonest is this is targeted, you know, at women. Um, you people, you women, um, when you go to Victoria's Secret and for years and years. Um, and you realize that there wasn't a market for the bigger people, which in my opinion, your average adult American is slightly bigger, like meaning they have some mass to them, which is once again, I mean, that's, that's, that's the lifestyle out here. That is the norm out here, but you're being dishonest. If you say that you went into Victoria's Secret all these years and in order to look sexy or feel sexy, you couldn't fit in things, so you felt like you had to lose weight in order to get into these things. So once again, that is not my fault. That's not Jay's fault. That is not the fault of the average American man. That is the pressure coming from European designers that are they're the ones that set the tone. So redirect your anger 
<laughs> in that direction and just accept the fact that we were gracious of what you gave us. Because that's kind of how I look at it. Have you, I'm like, have, hey, you, you have you ever called a woman sexy and she said she wasn't? Oh, many, many times. Many times. Many times, Jay. So then it's kind of like, I, what, I, what fuels your confidence then? If, if I... A male, I'm telling you that you're sexy and you're telling me no, that you're not. Then where is your confidence coming from? Is it coming from how you feel? Or is it become, or is it coming from your comparison to other people? It's a mixture of how they feel in their comparison to the models they obsess over. That's why Lizzo is so important. Lizzo, is, Lizzo in a way, is, for a lack of a better term, she's, she's decreasing the pressure for a woman to want to be slim. Because with Lizzo... And, you know, even Adele for a period of time, even um, it was the, the Hispanic uh, lady that you're talking about, like the Ashley Grahams of the world. You have your heavier set models that are decreasing the pressure for a woman to want to be slim. All I'm saying is even these people that are being marketed as chunky or overweight or thick, they're being dishonest, too, because once again, a lot of them are just genetically predisposed to that body structure. So there's a difference between being overweight, being over uh, obese, being chunky, being chubby, being thick. There are lots of differences to that. So if you're if you're if you're parading this image in my face, at least give me the whole picture. Just like I have my beef with the Game Changers documentary about veganism. It's like y'all are parading these facts about veganism in my face, but y'all only giving me this little picture. I want to see the big picture. I want to know that when um, what was old buddy name that beat Conor McGregor, the, uh, Nate Diaz? Mm -hmm. I want to know that when Nate Diaz won that fight, it was because of the fact that he 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 is low key, he's slightly vegan. I want to, you need to let me know that. Don't just tell me that he picks and chooses his vegan, you know, periods of the year. I want to know that he's a hundred percent vegan he's been vegan for the last two or three years and this is what makes him an outstanding fighter don't leave that out but you, you do leave that out you fail to tell people that hey he's low-key a pescatarian and he, he's only he's only vegan for a small amount of time and also you need to let me know that conor mcgregor i mean you gotta let me know that when he came into that fight that it really was a it really was a weight a weight shock to him because he didn't get to adjust his lifestyle in time because of the fact that he was only warned about the fight like eleven days in advance. You gotta let me know these things, but that's what they do with their data and their facts. They only give me the pretty picture. Give us the whole fucking picture. It's unfair to the people. It just is. The things that Lizzo can do at her body size, a lot of other bigger women can't do that. Because, I mean, who knows? Lizzo probably been like that pretty much all her life. Yeah. Because she's probably predisposed to to that to that body size. So she's able to handle that size well. Who knows? But there are some people that have went from slim to Lizzo. And it may be a danger for them. All I'm saying. And you, what's the point of going to the doctor if the doctor can't tell you the truth? You ain't got to listen to me and Jay. But if, the, if your doctor's telling you you're overweight and you need to do something about it, what you going to do? Tell the doctor he fat shaming you? And a, and a lot of people don't know you. So they don't understand that you've been studying this for three to four years now. So, and and, and, not, about, yeah. and not by any chance do you call yourself a, a professional or, 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 
you know, a knowledgeable person in the field because a lot of stuff you told me is, hey, it's a lot of trial and error and you'll hear some stuff, you'll Google it and you'll read on it. But I do know that you've been studying it for three to four years. And that's why I kind of put a little bit more weight on your opinion, because I personally haven't been studying it for three or four years. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun to me. I got I think anybody that has a that's fond of science should should um should have an interest in it. But it's just scary now because everybody is being told so many things. But the reality is, if you want to find a fact about something, like if you believe something and you want to get that belief, if you want to get like um confirmation on some bullshit you may think, you really can find it. Like you can find anything. If you want to find, you know, believe, uh, the, the dragons exist, there's somewhere on the internet that has proof that dragons existed. That's like probably on Reddit. That's kind of the eight. Oh man, oh man, Reddit, man, Reddit is a, is an interesting place, my guy. Bro, any, shout, kind, shout of, to, any kind of technical for, uh, secret I want to find, I can definitely find it on Reddit. If I'm trying to figure out how to how to hook this up and do something like this, it's on Reddit. But along mm-hmm. with that, it's a whole lot of other shit too. A whole lot of foolery. A whole lot. It's of a whole lot of food. But I was about to say, shout out to Reddit for finding that uh that intro for us today. That's why I found that intro, the Eric Cartman talk, talking to Scott Mackelson. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure people heard that intro and probably immediately turned off. But in all honesty, uh, just to like kind of briefly switch subjects here. I mean, shit. I mean, honestly, I, I I think I've said what I said about that subject. But to switch subjects briefly, I guess. I actually decided on that intro because I mean, honestly, I thought it was funny as fuck. And I thought that in this atmosphere, that's something that only a person with guts would have to, the audacity to say, because we kind of all know that in this climate that we stay, that we're in right now, you know, men can't speak on certain things because, you know, women are, you know, women are held as precious and they need to be protected. Um, that's fine. Um, like I told you and Keith, I feel like, you know, most men have a little white knight in them. Like most men, most men have the, they, they, they're kind of ingrained to feel like, hey, I need to protect women. I think that that's fine. There's I some think that that, there. That, yeah. <clears throat> I think that that breed of men is slowly fading away just based on the fact that, you know, we're fighting more for an equal society. So, therefore, that need is kind of dying in certain arenas. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I heard that intro and it just got me to thinking. Remember when there were there was a phase of bros before hoes yep whatever happened to that i don't know because these days your bros will sell you out quick quick people can't see people can't see the face i'm making but yeah i'm like (laughs) just saying bro like it's interesting how we kind of shifted so quick. I want to say in the past five years, that shift came pretty, pretty quick, man. It's like, damn, like, I, I mean, not saying that I was the biggest fan of that, but I definitely remember that. How can I say this? I know you'll have niggas out here that are a lot quick for their homeboys, but I'm talking about goes deeper than that. I feel like there was a certain kind of weird loyalty that that men had for a period of time to each other. And it kind of felt like in most groups that you actually had a brotherhood. I feel like that brotherhood dynamic has died due to the fact that most guys out here just chasing pussy. And I honestly honestly feel like niggas that chase ass are some of the weakest men on earth. I feel like nobody out here, I feel like, I feel like you're, I feel like once again, I feel like a man that, actually has a, a purpose-driven life, I feel like chasing ass would probably be the last thing on his mind. But um, 
or, or those women, men women, are, women for that matter as well oh yeah yeah definitely definitely um there there is i feel like you shouldn't have to chase anybody i mean i you know how i feel about that i feel like if somebody has you chase has you chasing them they're clearly trying to have you play a game that i mean you shouldn't be playing because in all honesty the dating market shouldn't be a game I mean, that's just how i see it but um yeah, I just I heard that intro it made me laugh, and I knew it was, it'll piss some people off, and you know just 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 felt like hey, why not start the show off with that? Because I know that some of our other content is probably gonna go in that direction. Um, we posted a poll this week on the uh, Instagram, that is the No Boundary Podcast Instagram, and I had a question that said, um, "Do you view Do you view constant reassurance as a sign of insecurity?" <clears throat> I want to say at the end, I think we had probably like 20, 22 votes or some shit like that. And it was probably like 70, 30, to be honest. So 70, 70% of the people felt like if you need constant reassurance in a relationship, you're showing insecurity. How do you feel about that? I would tend to agree with that solely because if you have to question why I'm in this relationship or why your partner is in this relationship then you really shouldn't be in this relationship. Like, like, like the reassurance is me being in this relationship with you. Like I, and I can understand people start acting different, this, that, or other that shakes the foundation, but just solely needing that day in and day out. I don't, I don't think that that's a good relationship for you. And I understand that, you know, it consists with your love languages and everything like that. You know, some people, um, need what, what is it? Um, I forget what the exact one is. The Word, words of affirmation. Yeah, the words of affirmation. Some people need. But that. I don't. I don't even. I don't even consider that uh, to be. You know, you need. You need like a confirmation. Like uh, words of affirmation is just like that. That may just be like an. To, it in a way an action that shows like yeah I still care about this person I care about this person I like the way this person looks this person still turns me on. I don't even. I think people could use words of affirmation and, and still slightly not really be. You know you know bought into the relationship yeah and and that and that is, that's true too because i was i was thinking about me personally like if you never say that you love me but you do these actions that that i see and that i feel that that lets me know that then i will never question you but then there are those times when people can say something to you and, and make you question like whoa what 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 was i under this illusion that this was actually love and it wasn't so i i can i guess i can see both parts but to me and from my standpoint on relationships, that can that consistent reassurance that you need is insecurity. Like, hey, your reassurance is that I'm coming home to you every single day. The reassurance is that you're the first person I talk to in the morning, the last person I talk to at night. The reassurance is, you know, before I make any big decisions, I come to you first. The reassurance is, hey, when I get something that's funny, I'm like, hey, you know, let me tell you, you're you're my first option. That's to me, that is the reassurance. And if you question that, then I feel that. Either A, I've changed how I'm acting, or B, you're overthinking. Or AKA being insecure. I feel you on that. <clears throat> My thing is, what is the what is the way to like <clears throat> define what is the definitive way of saying or showing, okay, this is it. What is, what is the definitive way of saying, you know, hey, I'm all in, this is it. Like, you ain't got to worry no more. I don't think there's a definitive way. I think there's 
there's a different standard for every relationship. But I would hope that you, by the, you've learned and know me well enough to be like, oh, I know Jay is all the way in. We've talked about our goals and we've talked about where our destination is, where, what, I, what we want our destination to be, and that's what he's putting forward. That's what he's putting in front. That's the first thing that he's thinking about. How is this going to get us to our destination? Whether it's marriage or whether it's having kids or moving in together or starting a business together, whatever it is, your action should reflect, you know, this is a step towards our final destination. No pun intended. Oh, man. So so people out there listening, um, I'm just curious because if there is no definitive way to show that a person is all in for you, um, then in that case, I guess I can slightly understand why you need constant reassurance. Still a scary thought, though. Um, I feel like if there is a definitive way to confirm this, I, I, I feel like there is like, there is possibly a definitive way to confirm this. And I kind of wrote it out. I, I thought of a scenario. Uh, a man meets a woman um, and they start dating. And w w as they start dating, they, they confirm that, okay, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. And within that, they tell each other like, hey, man, we want to set boundaries here. And the boundaries are, you know, don't cheat communicate the good and bad let's build towards a marriage and let's give each other space when needed you know like don't don't sound like some simple requirements right very simple i feel like i, I, feel, I feel like, like you should you, date with a purpose okay so once you put those once you put that shit down without a contract mm -hmm. um and, and you and y'all are following those things um at that point everything is good right should in my in my perception but I'm gonna just do a slight turn here because one of your topics that you that you want to talk about was um people being pretty much addicted to toxicity, and and I'd have to agree with you, bro, because I feel like with these requirements right here, and I hope everybody's listening. If these are your requirements, if you guys set clear boundaries in the beginning of a relationship, and then in this in this certain scenario, if the outcome becomes communication failure happens weekly. Somebody cheats or begins to uh, entertain another person. Somebody gets clingy as hell, and their marriage is off the table. If that's the outcome after about six months, maybe eight months, why are you still there? Those are deal breakers. Those are standards that you have set for yourself and for your relationship that you want. And then if people start, I guess, quote unquote, breaching those contracts, then those are deal breakers. Why are you still there? Why is it dragged on for another year or two? And that's why I have to agree with what you say. I think people are just, I think in modern day dating, people are just addicted to the to the chaos and destruction. I think that they feel like that gives them purpose in some weird way. And I, and a crazy part about it is they'll be in this situation where the situation is already taking a turn and then they want to add different components to it. Like, oh, let's go ahead and get married. That should make things better. Oh, let's have a kid. That should make things better. Like, in in what world does that make sense? When 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 we're already slacking on the quote unquote vows that we've unofficially taken to each other. Hey, yeah, the I'm basic sure, I'm gonna give you your, I'm gonna give you your space. You know, if you, I'm not gonna trip when you want to hang out with your boys and stuff like that. I'm not gonna do that. And then you, you but start then, tripping. But then they start tripping. Yeah. Well, where you going? How long are you gonna be gone? I can't come. Y'all, there's no women allowed. Or or it's the or it's the men. Hey, what time are you gonna be home? Well, make sure you home by this time. Why? Why? It, 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 
and even as men, like I hear it all the time. Like one thing I agree with with women, like I, I saw it on Twitter not too long ago. Like if I get with a Britney Renner and Britney Renner's, you know, dressing like a thought or whatever. I got with her knowing that that was her lifestyle. I got with her knowing that shit. And all of a sudden, I come into her life trying to tell her, hey, you can't dress like that anymore. And and, 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 and then what does Brittany do? What what is And I would say, what does the, the average woman do? The average woman, she's either... I'd honestly say the average woman is probably going to fix her shit up and be like, you know, okay, cool. Well, I, what I'm, well as long as you can see, I'm going to dress respectful. Why? Why are you adjusting yourself for that reason? Why are you changing? He got with you and you were that way. So why are you adjusting? Why? Why? See, why, and that's the why, why are you adjusting and why is he coming in here wanting you to change? If he yeah, wanted like, a like, different kind of, kind of woman, he should have went after a different kind of woman. Don't get don't get a woman. I, I hate this, but it makes sense. Don't get a woman that you can't handle. If you can't handle her being all sexy on Instagram with 1.5 million followers, you shouldn't get her. And in, in, in order to, in order for that guy to have constant reassurance that the girl cares, she has to sacrifice her lifestyle that got her to that 1.5 million. I mean, that 1.5 million might be a lot to her. It might mean a lot to her. So therefore, she has to sacrifice her lifestyle in order to give you reassurance. Like, I don't get it. I, and I'm saying this because I don't get the dating world because I think in that, in, I think in that instance. We have a huge red flag. That's a problem. And I don't really think there's a lot to discuss anymore. I just don't. I, I mean, call me what you want. I mean, I don't I don't think that we should be fighting for something that really should come quite easy. Because yeah. I think some of the best situations that I've seen and I've heard, I've witnessed these things. And I've always said this, falling in love is like, you know, finding true love is like winning the lottery. And... With that in mind, I'm sorry. Like, I don't believe that the person that you end up with is going to, is, I don't think it's going to be a fucking tug of war. I don't think it's going to be a fight. I don't think, I, I think you're going to be attracted to a person. Kinda, things are going to kind of fall in line. You may have some little quirks here and there, but nothing that's going to come in place, nothing that's going to, um, in, 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 for lack of a better term, breach this contract that you had, which, which is don't cheat. Like, you know, you know, be open with communication. I feel like if the basic requirements are laid down, if you lay down basic requirements in and in, in within six weeks to a month or six weeks to like a couple of months, people can't oblige to those requirements. Then what y'all fighting for? They were already established. They were already discussed. But now we're here six months later acting like we didn't discuss these things. These things weren't laid down like. Like and, we did, we like I, we had a conversation that oh this changed all of a sudden, like no ain't nothing changed, bro. It, and it's crazy to me because when I'm in a relationship, I like for you to have your friends. I like to not be clingy. Hey, here's some money. You go out, you have fun with your girls. You come back to the house, wake me up so you can get this dick. I may not even go out that same night. I might just chill at the house. I think it's like I said. I think it's an addiction to toxicity, man. I think, like I said, I, I've been, I've come across situations where I know for a fact that shit was just too good to be true for either the man or the woman, and they they purposely destroyed it just because they just they weren't they. It just felt too right. It just felt too good, man. Like, like I just I it know made too much sense. Is. It made too much sense. It, 
you 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 can't you in 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 the modern day dating world, it can't make too much sense and it can't feel too easy because when it does, that means something is that means something is bound to go wrong. And nine times out of ten, that energy that you're putting into the world is what makes it go wrong. That's that's my belief. But then I also still believe that it's an addiction to toxicity, chaos, and destruction. Y'all love it. People in the modern day dating world love it because when they know somebody is not good for them, and then they continue to fight for them. After so many agreements and contracts have been breached, I'm sorry. Like it just it just feels weird to me. And the only excuse I give nowadays, because like I was talking about you off air, I was talking to an old school cat in the gym this morning, and I was telling him, man, you got a lot of people fighting for people that aren't really the best for them, and that's really because it's like kind of picking a poison situation, and that's what a lot of that's what's going on a lot these days because. We all hear it all the time. The grass ain't green on the other side. It's greener where you water it. And I mean, it's, it's cliche as that is. I mean, it really is the truth. So once again, I can understand why the shit gets dragged out to an extent, but it still it still makes me wonder why is this happening so much? Because I feel like the longer you hold on to something, the longer it's gonna be to let it go. Honestly, the grass. That's is, my honestly the grass is greener wherever I'm at. To be honest, but um. I think people, I think people hold on because of the investment that you've made, of the time and the commitment and everything. And depending on the fallouts, determine how you're holding on. Because like you said, you could be breaching those contracts. All right, boom. I said we're not going to cheat. You cheated. That's a deal breaker. Now, holding on to a cheater, I don't understand. I, 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 I don't, don't either. Holding on I to somebody that, that 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 wasn't clingy and became clingy, I could kind of see that. For the simple fact is that you started to find out, you started to feel that you were losing grasp of the situation, whether it's how you were acting, excuse me, or how they started acting. You felt you started feeling some distance, and because you lack decent communication skills, I wouldn't even say good communication skills. You, you can't sit down and honestly say, "Hey, what's wrong? Is everything good?" And the person, your significant other, can give you an actual answer instead of just blowing it off and say, yeah, everything's fine while they're over here monkey branching. You know, that's I find that to be the biggest problem of all. Like, if there's a certain amount of, of attention, whether it's physically, mentally, or emotionally attention that you're not getting from your partner, you should be able to sit down and talk to that before talk about that before things blow up. In our generation, we just kind of let things stew until they blow up. And then now you're hitting me all upside my head with a whole bunch of stuff that was small maybe six weeks ago that could have easily be, been rectified. Hey, you did this thing. I didn't like that. Cool. I won't do it anymore. I'll be more conscious of it going forward. But you let that small thing stack up on this small thing, which stack up on this small thing. And then when it finally blows up, you blowing up about four or five things. And that's and that's and that's eating an elephant in one bite. Hey, if you if you if you gave me my you know gave me some appetizers, you know, hey, this is a little escargot. I know you don't like snails, but we need to get this done. Hey, cool, I can handle this small problem. Work on this, move forward. Work on the next problem, move forward. Because nothing's ever going to be problem free. It's just not. Of course so when, not. When of you sit not. there and you say, oh man, look at look at you know such and such. They've been married 40, 40 years. Yeah, you see 40 years of happiness. They probably say, man, you know, it was tough to get here. You know, there were some ups and downs, but these these ups outweighed the downs, and I wouldn't do it with nobody else. But there are going to be downs. 
But people, I think our generation, aka millennials, eighteen to thirty-four, they see downs and they get ready to jump. And it's kind of like you have to you have to break these levels of down. You got to break these downs down. If that makes any sense to anybody listening, because there are levels to them. One something could be minor, something could be major. You entertaining somebody else, that's major. You talk you talk to your mom about what's going on in our house. That's probably something minor that can be easily corrected. I feel like once the divorce papers come out, and I'm speaking on marriage right now, I feel like once the divorce papers come out, that's on the marriage side. And I feel like once people start taking start saying, let's take a break on the basic relationship side. I think those are I think those are our problems. I think once it gets to that point, I think that 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 right there is is something that you know it's hard to come back from because I mean I could only imagine the mindset of somebody that is you're with somebody and then they say I want to take a break or you chilling at home and then somebody serves you with divorce papers, like th- that mindset, bruh, like it gets you to thinking. It's like damn, you got to the point where you don't want to be with me anymore. You're like, done trying. Like you really, you're exactly like. I feel like once it gets to that point, then we gotta, we gotta, we gotta rewind and figure out how we got here. And I feel like that happens quite often these days. And um, people try to sweep it under the rug like it's not that important. But like I said, I just need people to understand that when you get to the point where you're looking at somebody and you be like, "Damn, I don't want to be with this cat no more." Like, I need to go. Nigga, that's a problem. I'm sorry, like, you got your beefs with a person, but when you start talking about, I need to remove myself from this situation. From a legally binding situation, I need to remove myself. (laughs) My nigga, nigga, that's wild. I've I've entered into a legal agreement to be with you, and now I need to officially legally remove myself. You have to. To not want to fuck with that person anymore, like just even, like I said, even in a basic basic relationship, to say I want to take a break, my guy, that's that's tough. That's tough, man. Like, what are you breaking from? What are you breaking to? This first of all, this isn't this isn't quote unquote work. <laughs> I need my fifteen minutes. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, where are you going? If you're on a break in this modern day date, this modern day dating scene, and I come across you at a bar, a club, or whatever, and I ask you, "Are you in a relationship?" If you say either I'm on a break or it's complicated, you're fair game. I I would agree. Just saying. I'm just saying. So Bro, once again, because to, to me, I don't. I'm not taking a break. I might be mad at you and not come see you for two, three days to cool off. But I'm not taking no break. Not gonna say, you know what? Let's let's just let's just not talk for two two weeks and see how we feel. The fuck I want to do that for? On your Instagram, your Instagram, because your followers are a little bit more responsive. I need you to ask that question. If you're on a break in a relationship, does that mean you're fair game when it comes to entertaining or dating someone else? Bro, because what, what gets me is you go on this break. You you like you do the Dwayne Wade and Ludacris. You get a break, baby. You went on break because you technically single. You fuck around. You get a baby or something. Now you come back. And now not only am I dealing with the, the problems that we did, that we already had, that we, 
you know, basically swept under the rug by taking a break. Now I stacked on this other one because you done got a kid. And just think, bro, Gabby couldn't have no kids. And he done put one on on the break. I, I ain't gonna fuck. I'm not gonna fuck with the unions. Wow. Say, say, <laughs> say, you put some respect on my boy Wade's name. Hey, you, the, the unions are. The union wades or the wade unions are. Uh, hey, put some respect a, on my boy name. Hey man, I, I respect him on the court, man, and uh, you know I, I side I side I'm off the court, but uh, what he got going on ain't none of my business, man. Uh, but but even on that though, I I'm not even gonna specifically speak on what he's going through, but I do believe that what he's going through is a uh, um. I believe that has a lot to do with attention seeking, bro. That's that's my opinion. I think it. I think it all boils down. I think the root of it comes down to attention seeking, because I think if I think if enough people didn't show interest, I don't even think we'd be here right now talking about them, you know. Because at the end of the day, what they got going on don't it don't affect us. It ain't really none of our business. They they they, they can do whatever they want to do with their family, but the fact that we're talking about it is the fact. I think it all just comes down to them. It's them seeking attention, and that's what celebrities do. Celebrities need attention in order to heighten their brand. And I and I've learned to respect that. I'm like, hey, y'all want this because it's got Kardashians pretty much laid the foundation that I mean they didn't even lay the foundation. They just they just uh perfected it to the point where all publicity is good publicity. I believe that the Kardashians revolutionized that. I don't think anybody has done it better. I go. I oh my bad. More. I mean, I, no, I, oh, no, no, I, 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 I couldn't agree more. I had nothing to add to that. Yeah, that's you know and. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I, I guess I guess the the last thing I want to talk about, you know, uh, but it, it, since I said we was only gonna briefly talk about that, one thing I do find funny, we've talked about this before on a, a podcast. I still, when it comes to fat shaming, I still want to know who encourages women to take pictures at a bird's eye view and all these angles and shit that require them to either suck in their gut or to become contortionist because um <laughs> i see so many where the angle is like okay she has face and breasts i can tell that that's all i can see does she have legs <laughs> does she have a rest of a body <laughs> once again i want to know is since because at the when it all comes down to it i feel like um, I, 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 T with Monroe, she had told me that you know we had Eve syndrome. I fucking I think that's hilarious. I'm not gonna argue. Wait, what is but, that? What I mean, is that? Eve syndrome is what we feel like everything is the woman's fault, and uh, I guess based on the biblical story, a lot of it is you know seemed it all it all seemingly is the woman's fault when it comes down to you know Eve uh, Adam eating the apple and everybody's looking at it, oh, you know. So to simplify it, Eve syndrome is. Men are gonna blame everything on the woman. Okay. Whatever. Um, in a sense, I kind of feel like nowadays everything is. It's like it's easy to kind of like lean on the men for saying, "Well, men influence this." I, I just I don't know a lot of men that you know. Men men are weak. Very I, I can weak. say that. I can say modern men are weak. I, I ask myself this question all the time: If men are so simple and easy to satisfy. Why, what is the what is the true struggle in relationships? And that's when it all comes down to a lot of men are weak because and since a lot of men just kind of desire just getting ass and, you know, if, if a woman is sexual appealing, they're going to go after it. Um, I believe that 
that probably causes a lot of problems for, you know, modern day relationships. But I still do believe that, like on the last episode of Examples, men are still good when it comes to a man that wants to be in a relationship. Hear me out now, ladies. A man that wants to be in a relationship, a man that That's actually strives. Yeah, a man that strives for a relationship, which are the men that typically are ignored, but the men that actually strive to be in relationships, I just don't see I don't I don't see them as being that weak because of the fact that I think that they come into these agreements knowing that fact. And once again, you have to understand the difference between men that strive and want. Because I do firmly believe that I don't care if a dude gets on his knees to propose for marriage or not. We don't know what added to that moment. A lot of these men out here kind of feel like they get bullied into proposing. So I don't even want to hear, you know, well, they got married, he got on his knees. Well, shit. I I really don't know what that means. Because I know a lot of men out there that, shit, like the old Astros player, I mean, they got married in the courthouse. They kept shit simple. In my opinion, I felt like they were trying to get to the motherfucking point. They wanted to be together. That's my new goal right there. Because it looked dope. So it was nice. Her dress was nice. Hey, this is about me and you. Fuck everybody else. And I love well, that out, energy. Shout out, shout out to one of our old guests. Basically, you know, my brother, like, you know, JJ, uh, Juan Jose. He was on the show. And that's how he got married uh, last year. They, they did it in the courthouse. They married now. And, you know, they, they doing what they do. But that's how they got married. And, I mean. Uh, to be honest with you, I mean, JJ has the funds. They have, they family have the funds to have a big wedding. But for, for JJ, that, that wasn't the focus of this. Like he just wanted to, you know, they had a kid and in a sense, he felt like that contract was a legally binding contract that says, I'm reassuring you that I'm going to be faithful to you and loyal to you. And you're the only person I want to be with. And I, you know, and I, and I honestly feel like he truly practices that. And uh, I respect that. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and like I said, I feel like JJ was somebody that strives and wanted to be in a relationship with one woman. Uh, that you know, anything could change between now and twenty years from now. But the focus is this one woman and his children, his family. And uh, I, I do. And you, 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 y'all can argue me down on this. I, I still say this, and I, I will die on this hill. That a man that wants and strives to be in a relationship with one woman, he gonna try as hardest to do it the one way. And I even think the the, the movie Marriage Story, it kind of shows that. It's a moment. You just saw the clip. Yeah. That one clip explains it. Like, you could say that it was a bit of Eve syndrome in that too. But at the same time, like, if a requirement coming into this marriage was, you know, I I don't really want things to change. You know, I, I I want the sex to stay the same. I want us to continue to have fun. I want us to celebrate with each other. You know, and once again, you got to kind of see the movie because you could you could take either either way in this. But in the, in that particular scene, I think it's important to note that it's wild how you could try so hard and then you get pushed to a direction that you don't even want to be pushed to, and then you're disgusted with yourself. And that's really to me what I what I got from that scene when when Adam Driver basically was like, you know, damn, like you made me this horrible person. Not necessarily maybe this one, but but you pushed me to be this horrible person because of how much you changed. And as you were changing, you, you didn't even want to tell me what was going on. Because when you see the movie, you'll realize why she did what she did. That's why with me, I can take I can't take either side really, but I do I do understand why Scarlett Johansson's character did what she did. 
and I will probably be getting to that on the examples podcast. I think it'll be an interesting conversation. Um, if, 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 if all three of us come into it with it fresh on our minds and, 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 and talk honest about it. And the only reason I didn't want to talk about it originally, cause I ain't never been married. So I, I didn't really want to get too deep into something that I truly don't know enough about. Cause right. I've heard some horror stories about marriages, but, um, you know, looking from the outside in, I'm just going to look at it from a movie perspective. And I think it was a beautiful film. Um, yeah, that's neither here nor there. For, from what I seen that clip, he's like in my conversation with you where he was talking about, you know, I'm at the height of my career and I can't even come home and enjoy it with you and have sex with you. Like sex with you is strained or not happening. And it's kind of like as a man, we're, 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 we're traditionally we're supposed to be taught, hey, you're supposed to be the breadwinner. You're supposed to be successful in your career. Come home, have the wife, have the kids. Everything is supposed to be peachy. And life has taught us that everything isn't peachy like that. But at the same time, when something is going well career-wise, you want to celebrate that with the person that you love. Like you need, to, like you don't want to have to regret. Like, damn, my job is going good, but you know, my my house, my home isn't right. Like you, you, you theoretically want everything to be going well. And then to me, it just seemed like in that scene that I saw, it's like, hey, this isn't going well. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, we'll we'll dig deeper into it on the Examples podcast. I know this. I know this story is about white two white people, and I know I know a lot of our listeners uh, don't tend to care about white people in relationships. That's fine. Um, I'm still gonna look at it from a human perspective, and just so everybody out there knows, this movie was really a true story. Even though they're gonna try to paint it as it, it was it's original, it's a true story. Um, so yeah, uh, it's interesting that you just said what you just said though. When you say those things about you know a man you know kind of that's what he's been taught like traditionally what do you yeah like where do you think those beliefs come from where do you think that belief come from like matter of fact like your belief on your you and you especially your belief on wanting to be married and wanting to have kids like how do you feel like that was instilled in you i think i think i'm one of those people that seen the opposite like i seen bad bad marriages i seen my mom in bad marriages like my dad wasn't around a lot as me growing up so i always wanted the opposite i wanted a good solid marriage i wanted to be able to see my child every single day if possible like those have been my goals because i felt like that affected me in a kind of way of not seeing a healthy relationship and not seeing a healthy father-son relationship so therefore i want to do everything to have a healthy relationship with a significant other to have a healthy relationship with that, with my child whenever that happens. So I think I think my beliefs come from seeing the bad. And not enough of the good and the ugly? I mean, I like <laughs> like like I, I like I mentioned to you um over Thanksgiving, like I seen, you know, my grandpa and my grandma and I seen my uncle and my aunt and I know my grandpa and my grandma, they've had their problems, you know, they've been together 50 years. I know they probably had 10 plus years of problems or whatever, what have you. And like, I know my, and an uncle probably have had problems too, you know, but to see them interact with each other, you can genuinely feel the love there. You could feel the quote unquote best friendship that everybody seeks out. Like you can feel that because you can, you can pick at your partner and they think it's funny. It's not like, well, why are you embarrassing me in front of your parents? Why are you embarrassing me in front of your company? No, like everybody knows this. And I can and I can joke with you, and it can be okay. 
I can talk about how you go to work and you this super boss lady and be proud of you and talk shit about you at the same time. Like I seen those healthy relationships and I was like, wow, this is dope. This is dope to experience. And you know, yeah, it's family and you're not going to air your dirty laundry out because family is like social media. You don't put that out there in the streets when you, when it comes to dirty laundry, but at the same time to see healthy relationships like that is, I wouldn't say inspiring, but it, it gives you something to strive for. I like that. I like that. I, 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 one of my favorite things to say now is I firmly believe, um, well, I, fir- I firmly believe that in the end, the friendship is going to outweigh the love, quote unquote. And in the movie, The Marriage Story, you're going to see a lot of it that, that you're going to see a lot of things that you're going to think is love. But you're, you're going to realize that in the end that they actually have a friendship and that outweighed everything, you know, when it all came down to it. But it's just the ugly ideal of marriage that turns people into well, it's not even marriage. It's the ugly ideal of being committed and being monogamous and being forever that t- tends to bring out the ugly side of people. That's that's that. Yeah, that's a uh, yeah. Make, like I said, make sure y'all check that out. You know, if 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 you're um, what what what, what I do? Nothing, nothing. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Make y'all sure first. y'all check out. Oh, okay. Make sure y'all check that out because um, you know. Uh, it's on Netflix. I ain't had to go to the movie to see it. Y'all probably looking at me like I'm crazy. You still ain't seen Queen of Slim? No, I still have not. Um, I, I watch it on, you know, Fire Stick. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch. I wouldn't have went to the movie theater to watch the Marriage Story, but it was available. Um, and before and I switch off, to a, it does. Before I switch off, I think it was better than The Irishman too. But um, well, I well, I, we, I guess we could debate that with Keith. I still gotta catch but, up. But um, you ain't missing nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> you ain't missing nothing at all. Um, what was that movie that um, it was that oh, damn I forgot the chick name man. Uh, Gina Rodriguez. She was in a movie earlier this year with Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. What was the name of that? Movie? Uh, I, someone I think, to I love think, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. I, I I feel like I feel like you could kind of compare those two in a way. I feel like they're delivered in two. I feel like they're delivered in two different ways, but they felt pretty authentic. So I I feel like for my people of color. Uh, that's what you want to call yourselves. Y'all can watch that, but then I feel like everybody else can watch Marriage Story. And since we we stay in such divided times, and like I said, people don't want to watch uh, white films. But uh, anyways, <laughs> um, do you find yourself in this point, this period of your life? Is uh, you think you're happy right now? Or do you feel that like you're pretty content? I still feel like I'm transitioning. Transitioning from what? Uh, that I don't know. Like I don't. I mean, I don't were you happy before, or are you going to content now, or do you feel like you were content before, and now you're trying to find your happiness? I th- I, th- I think I I w- I think I was happy, and now I'm kind of going content and trying to get back to happy. Okay, first of all, as a person that finds itself as content, when you make that hand movement going down downward for content, it makes me feel bad because I personally feel like I personally feel like the fact that I'm content. Um, not meaning that you think I don't content and happy are, are, are level. I, I, to be honest with you, I think, I think they're level in the sense of it depends on your personality. If that makes sense, I, can I see feel that. like I feel like there are a lot of I feel like there are a lot of people out there that, at the end of the day, a lot of happiness. You know, you see the list I sent you. I, I kind of agree with that list. I feel like a lot of happiness does does depend on a lot of things that you can't control. 
And that's something I've even, you know, when I was reading the 12 Rules of Life, Jordan Peterson's book, that's something that was pointed out in there in that book a lot. Like when it's all when it all comes down to it, we had us we had an episode titled Happiness is Fickle as Fuck. And it's and it that still reigns true. And I feel like content being content relies a lot on you. So when I say personality driven, basically if you're a, a psychologically unhinged person, then being content may not be something for you because it may be a struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's gonna be a hard struggle if you if you don't have a hold of your sanity. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I, don't, I, I mean, I, can, I, I understand that because I don't have control of my sanity. Hey man, I mean, hey, you gotta be honest about it. <laughs> gotta you gotta be honest about it. I, I respect that, man. But um, shit, how you feel about that Roddy Rich, bro? I I I got out of my bag because Roddy Rich is not in my bag. Everybody knows me, knows my music taste. They know that's not in my bag. So, I, but I, I was seeing the reviews. I was like, "Hey, I'm going to the gym. I got 45 minutes of cardio, perfect. and I got 45 perfect, minutes perfect of weights." So I was like, "Let me, let me perfect. just put it on." And I was like, "Okay, okay." I'm thoroughly impressed. Yeah, I kind of got at the start. I got kind of that um YBN Corday feel to it, but then it kind of got mm-hmm. it got it changed on me, which I was cool with. Cause you you already sold me on that on that kind of old school real rap kind of shit, and that's what I want. I want real rap. That's why I don't. I mean, you know, whatever what y'all call it. But yeah, I got real rap, and I appreciate real rap. So I was like, okay, I yeah, fuck definitely. with this. I, I I listened to it about three times. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I listen to the Baby album and Roddy Rich. You know, when I'm in the gym, I feel like that's the perfect environment to listen to those type of albums. I can listen to YBN anytime. Uh, I hope he. I hope he wins uh, album of the year. By the way, but um, yeah, I, I definitely um, I, I appreciate that album. It, it made me laugh. It, it, it's crazy when I'm when you're listening to one of his songs and he sounds like Future and Young Thug. It's like, bro, like this shit is wild. He he could do whatever he wants on the track. And um, yeah. It, I just I was just curious because I see that you like that post, but uh, yeah, that nigga that nigga shit slap. If you out there, you 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 want you got you need something new to put into your bag. Um, I ain't never I haven't heard Fresh Montana. Don't listen to that album. Listen to Roddy Rich's album because trust me, it's better. I'm gonna check out French when I go to the gym tomorrow. Well, I meant keep that. Shit. I meant to listen to Fat Joe today, but I was I was behind on my podcast, so I caught up, I caught up on podcast today. But I'm gonna check that Fat Joe out, and I'm gonna check uh, French Montana out. Yo, while you doing that, I'm be listening to Roddy Rich still. Cause I ain't listening to neither one of them niggas. <laughs> Bro. I don't care. Man. You, I don't care who you listen to Fab? Fab's nice. But Fab is one of my top five rappers of all time. Yeah. For me. I've always like I've, I've I have listened to every single one of his albums. I to, like Fab. Fab is a clever guy. To me, it got a little R and B. R and B ish. And I was like, uh yeah. and then but then I was like, okay, I know where Fab is in his life right now. So I understand. Yeah, that. yeah. But then I ended up going back to listen to Soul Tape and Young OG Project because I love both the Young OG Projects. I, I, I these one I say top five. I had to, let me say top ten because shit changes. But I, I enjoy Fab, and I'm gonna say as far as New York rap goes, I've always enjoyed Fab. So when it comes to that, I'd say he's more of a top five for me. The album wasn't necessarily great, but according but, but compared to all the music I've heard this year, it was a good ass album. And I, that's that's I took a couple since so, mostly what I do is when I hear new albums I always pull a track or two off the album and put them onto a playlist. I definitely grabbed a track or two off of uh, Cold Summer, and um, I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. But you you see what I listen to though on Apple yeah. Music, right? Yeah, yeah I okay, see. Yeah. 
Okay, okay. Well, we've we been talking long enough, and I'm tired of looking at your face. I so, don't understand um, why you say that. Didn't do my hair today. Yeah. Not after the gym, so. Oh, wow. And then the fact that you got that shirt on. But, um. Wow. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with my you shirt? Gotta work. <laughs> Come on, bro. We, we, we don't fuck with the university around here. What did my university do to you? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Y'all not SFA? And I, y'all not out here beating Duke? Shit, we beating SFA, though. <laughs> not our basketball team. <laughs> not our basketball <laughs> team. Our football team, know. yeah. Not, our, not, not, not that yeah. SFA basketball team. Bruh. But shit, we got words of advice, man. You, you know, I, 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 got, I got a little something. Um, my words of advice are, you can't drink it away, work it away, or sex it away. None of these distractions are going to solve your problems. You have to face them head on. You can, you can throw yourself into work hoping it'll go away. You can throw yourself into the bottle hoping it'll go away. You can throw yourself into somebody else's sheets hoping it'll go away. But at the end of the day, those problems are still going to be there. You got to face them head on, which is something weird that, you know, people always say, oh, well, you just need to you need to get under somebody else to get over the other person, which, you know, it never really made sense to me because it's not a sexual thing that you're missing. Yes, sex is a part of it, but you're missing an emotional bond. So when you go have this pointless sex, that's very emotionless you're just doing yourself a disservice you're, you're pretty much making it worse yeah you got you got the physical out the way which might have cleared your head a little bit more but at the same time you're still leaving emotionally empty you're drinking same thing working same thing you gotta you gotta fix those emotions because those three things aren't gonna fix those emotions and I guess that's what people go to therapy for uh, I'll say if they if they if, if they if they require that instead of just finding you know a more life-size hobby you know, finding something else that might provide purpose, then you know, it is what it is. Like I said, I, I don't, I don't, I don't knock therapy. I just, you know, I still think it's something that's private that you should keep to yourself, and you know, and just maintain it. Because I think a lot, of, I think a lot of insanity today is just based on the fact that, like I said, people people are telling too much about themselves, and um, they're always in a constant state of, can people see me? Do people see me? I hope nobody sees me, and I think that drives a lot of people crazy. So, I mean, like I said, uh, I still value privacy, unlike a lot of millennials and Gen Zers. Um, my words of advice are um, discipline and willpower are still, you know, to me, they're still they're still positive things. I, I, I think uh, I was thinking back in the times where um, women used to have a 90 day rule. And it was funny because I was watching an episode of The Girlfriends and, um, and I said The Girlfriends. Girlfriends. I was watching an episode of Girlfriends, and um, it was funny because that's something that was like practice between one of them. I think it was Joan used to talk about the 90 day rule, even though it was broke many times. It, it was still a dope concept. Yeah, it was still a dope concept because, like I like I said, I think um, that restraint really shows value, in my honest opinion. Uh, no matter how you feel about this sexual liberation movement, this sexual uh, freedom that we are experiencing in our times if once again you're being dishonest with yourself if you don't see that the cons outweigh the pros in that situation and i've always been a pro versus con type of person um and with that being said i mean i just i just want people to realize that once again discipline and willpower are very very valuable characteristic traits to have uh, and I think it, they shouldn't be trampled on. Don't get caught up in these weird ass movements that teach you that discipline and willpower aren't valuable because they are. They really, really are. And that's really all I have. Willpower is 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 a motherfucker. It is, man. It is. 
it, it, I was looking at some biology uh, stuff the other day, and they just talked about you know how when it all comes down to it, it's, it's personality driven too. I mean, I, I, what is it the um, the the Briggs Meyer test or something? The Meyer, that, that, Meyer you know, Briggs. Meyer Briggs or whatever. They talk about the INTJs, the ESPs, and the, the QRSs, whatever the shit is, LBGT, whatever. The fact of the matter is, it is personality driven when it comes down to people that can actually practice those things a lot better. So I understand why people, you know, tend to fall into a trap of not being able to restrain themselves from certain things because people do have addictive personalities. Uh, that's just that's just a fact. But um, yeah, either way, discipline, willpower cherish those things because I guarantee you that they'll, they'll add to your discernment in the long run. But, well, um, good, sir. So how many, hey, how, many, how many episodes we got left this year? Two, three, maybe? Uh, if, I'm look, if I'm looking at it honestly, this is, uh, we're currently technically, this is December 9th. We're looking at probably a, a, a release for the 16th and the 30th. I'd imagine you're coming down here for your Birthdays that were supposedly for that twenty third drop. Sean would be on that one. Uh yeah, well Sean, uh, that twenty third drop might be pushing it. I mean, we may not have time to record that one. That one might. How come long late. you out here? I mean, how long are you gonna be out here? I mean, I I get there on the twentieth, and then we have and, and then we have plans the twenty first. We have plans the twenty second. We're not gonna we're not gonna be able to drop on twenty third. Okay. Okay. So we're skyping them in. Uh, I, I mean, I, I guess technically we could do that. Okay. I mean, I'll probably just go over to his place and then we'll just it'd be one Skype that way. It ain't three. We ain't three way. But anyways, um, oh, that's cool. I, I want to come sit down, but that's cool. We we don't fuck with you like that. You stay your punk ass over there. Obviously. <laughs> you, I'm gonna kick it with. I'm gonna kick it with when we feel like it. Podcast. Are you over there, in Charlotte? Bullshit. And that's about it. But no, nah, we so so that so that means we'll we'll be looking at dropping one one more with him by the end of the month. So we're looking at maybe three more releases. I mean, maybe, I, maybe we can skip one. It's not gonna hurt us. Maybe yeah, three at the most. Give us some feedback. If y'all want three, we'll do three. If y'all don't want, if y'all don't give a shit, then we don't give a shit either. We don't give a shit either. <laughs> and with that being said, <laughs> this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization. People have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?